Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to the Weeds Are Wild podcast series as a part of Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Tommy Butts, Extension Weed Scientist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, We're changing up our schedule a little bit uh, as opposed to what uh, our normal schedule is supposed to be. So I'm hosting this week. And uh, what we're doing today is actually getting some different perspectives from across the state uh, and some different recommendations and problems being faced in, uh, in our different row crop producing areas. Um, so joining me for the podcast today is uh, Randy, Randy Kopechka. He's an agronomist with Farmer Supply Association. Uh, Rick DeVinney, who's a crop consultant with the Vinny Ag Service. And then Kevin Lawson, our uh, staff chair and Faulkner County agent uh, over in the River Valley. So thank you all for joining me today. I appreciate it. Um, to start off the, uh, the, the podcast today, I actually just want to kick it to um, Rick. Uh, we've had a ton of rainfall, especially down there in South Arkansas, where you're at down around Dumas and, and elsewhere down there. Um, really just, uh, I want to kick it to you and you just give us an update on what you're seeing and, and kind of what you expect to, to do moving forward with the amount of rainfall that you've gotten down there. Yeah, it's, uh, I hadn't even look to see how much rain we've got yet. I mean, cause I know it is what it is and it's still raining, but uh, anyway, uh, me and the guys, we all slept in this morning cause we had a long day yesterday and it. We balled up four wheelers and buckshot and set multiple times. But anyway, uh, it's been like the rest of the year in a way. We get three days where we can blow and go and three or four days when the rain is, you know, hammering. We just got over it in DeWitt, well, from just south of DeWitt to the White River. Last week, we got two, two and a half inches. And so, you know, it's just, I'm saying all that to say, yeah, it's all happening, but it's just like always. And thankfully, we have residuals out that are activated and we're, we're being proactive in our, our weed control in, in you know, the, the post sprays. So, uh, yeah, it sucks, but we're in good shape for the shape we're in. Not counting a foot of water on some fields right now, but, you know, we, I, know, I feel, feel pretty good about it. Uh, most of the rice was just going to flood or we were waiting, it was already sprayed and we we're waiting for it to firm up and fertilize. So, uh, yeah, we're going to make it. Well, yeah, that's good to hear. I would say, you know, and, and we can chat with Randy and Kevin too, but you know, what you just said is really what I've been hearing a lot of is, you know, this year, if you got the residuals out, they, they have done wonders because of all the moisture. And so we've had good control out of those. Uh, and then if you didn't get those out and you're trying to play catch up with posts, you know, that's where it gets a little bit more tough, especially now with, you know, if we're going to have that much rainfall sitting in fields and the, the weeds are that much more covered up with water, trying to get coverage with our herbicides, you know, it's going to be very difficult from a post perspective now. So hopefully maintaining that we had that weed free going into a lot of this, it, it, that'll help us out a lot in those fields and the ones where we weren't necessarily clean. It's going to be a little bit more difficult if those weeds can still push through this flood too. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Randy, do you want to give us your perspective? I know you're getting a bunch of rain too, not as much as South Arkansas, but still a lot of rain up in your direction too. What, uh, you know, what have you been seeing any problems? What's working that kind of thing? 
Yeah, our moisture situation is a little more varied than down south. You know, uh, here in the Tuckerman area where our, my office is at, we've had probably around five inches or so the last few days. And, you know, I live over in Jonesboro and going home yesterday, I was amazed when I got home, they're, they're doing some uh, work on uh, the future I-555 there and there was dust flying there and my neighbor was actually watering his shrubs <laughs> in his flower bed and I was just like shaking my head, what are you doing? Because I've been walking in mud and water all day. So it's a little more varied, but it's kind of filled in a little more even on that east side, they've gotten a little more rain. So we're, we're all wet here too, but uh, a little more varied. Actually, we had some guys putting out fertilizer yesterday. It was white capping and putting out a little fertilizer, but overall we're wet and getting wetter today as well yeah How, how's you know in, in your area how the field's been so far i mean is it kind of the same premise residuals have worked well and if you got them out you're good or has it been you know different things breaking what are you kind of seeing on that yeah. No, our earlier rice, our residuals were just outstanding this year, especially where we got the overlaps out there. I mean, you know, we started with command and then you know, either more command or facet prow, bolero prow, facet bolero, whatever you want to do. They all worked if they got the rain to activate them. So we've had some great control. You know, we've got a lot of fields that have gone to flood over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, a lot of those just needed those two residual applications and maybe some permit plus or gambit to kind of clean up some, you know, uh, nut sedge and then coffee beans and things like that. So, you know, those early fields, I'm very tickled with how, how well they cleaned up, how well the residuals worked and, and, you know, the kind of control we got. You know, on this later stuff, it's a whole new ball game. Uh, about the 10th of May or so, we got a, a, about a two-week dry period through here. The 10th through the 25th, uh, our biggest rain was maybe three or four tenths. And some of those later planted fields, the residuals have not been as active and we're starting to see some escapes and we're having to point towards some of those uh, post-grass applications, which uh, are just a crap shoot every year. Yeah, and I'd agree with that too. Like you said, it, it, it there's so many factors anymore that we're finding, especially with like the you know the clinchers and the rice stars and things like that, and even regiment to some degree too. You know, there's just so many environmental factors that seem to impact it. What's the you know the temperature at application? What's the high temperature for the day? How much moisture do we have? Which now you know moisture seems like a weird thing to talk about, but you know what's the moisture situation with those? I'm you know I'm right there with you when we get to those posts our control just seems to get so variable anymore and uh and they're expensive and so it's tough so like you said if we can get those residuals activated and things they they do wonders but uh with some of those dry spells we get with the later plantings i'm with you it's it, it can be difficult to really maximize those residuals but yeah, we're on the whole it's good to good to hear at least that the majority seem to be you know looking pretty decent with the, especially the early planted stuff and, and that the residuals were working well yeah, another issue, a couple issues I'm dealing with up here is, uh, you know, we uh, some level fields that we were unable to really use residuals effectively. You know, there, I mean, there's some things you can do delayed pre with residuals on cut ground and, and some things you can't do. So we're, I'm dealing with some issues on that. And also uh, adjoining crops is really an issue. You know, I mean, you can't get sprayed because you got beans in every direction from you. You obviously can't use, well, I mean, you can use an ALS, I guess if you had STS beans around you, but a lot of times we don't have that every time. And so I'm getting a lot of issues with some of these late fields where I have escapes of just being able to get sprayed because of weather and, and adjoining crops. So that's been a real problem for me. Yeah. And I would echo those too. That's been a lot of my phone calls, honestly, too, throughout the year so far is, uh, you know, I've got on three sides, I've got different crops and I need to get this sprayed. What can I use? And it, it you know, it's just almost impossible to find something that's not going to, you know, hurt something. So like you said, very difficult there. 
Um, and, and this year seems more diverse than a normal year. We've had more Milo acres than normal. We've got, you know, cor more corn and then you got rice and soybean like normal and cotton, you know, is still a fair amount of cotton out there as well. So yeah, it's just battling all kinds of diverse crops to that, that crop injury can pop up on, which is difficult. And then, like you mentioned with the cut ground thing, we're actually trying to do a little bit research uh, again on that this year, just to try and evaluate, you know, which residuals in rice can we use on a cut field that, you know, might not cause as much injury or can we, you know, change rate a little bit and those kinds of things. And, you know, just some real initial results that I've seen out of it. Uh, you know, one of the major takeaways I, I kind of got so far is that uh, the delayed pre-effect is even more crucial with Prowl and Bolero on some of those. And typically, we, you know, we don't necessarily expect Prowl and Bolero to be a big issue on cut ground, but just some of the initial things we're seeing was that uh, if we didn't have a good solid, de you know, delay in that application on the cut field, we saw some real significant stand reduction from it. And we know that that can happen even in a non-cut scenario, but it just really made that situation worse where, where if it wasn't delayed pre that problem Bolero made our stand loss even worse on a cut field. So that was kind of a pretty big takeaway. And, you know, command is always one of the ones that's an immediate, you know, no on a cut field. And so you really start getting limited in a hurry uh, on, you know, the specific timings that things need to go out or the specific uh, herbicides that can be used. You know, if it's a cut field, we always recommend right away, you know, go the clear field or the full page route. So you at least have new path preface and postscript and beyond, you know, cause there's at least a couple added options. If you don't have those, you're even limiting yourself further on residuals. So that that has been a struggle too, for uh, several phone calls I've gotten. Um, Kevin, how about you in the river Valley? What are, what are you seeing up there? What's uh, what's going on in your area? Well, one thing we don't have to worry about is getting on any beans. Uh, we may be 10% planted if we've got that much. Um, beans are not the issue right now. Uh, as far as rice goes, we've been very blessed with command. I'm going to tell you, you talk about working. Command worked really well. It got us through on all those early planted fields really quick. And luckily over here, I think we learned a lesson last year. A lot of guys planted as much rice as they could plant and didn't get to the command and got into these rainy situations. And we played catch up with those late grass herbicides all year long. And it was a pain. And th this year, I've got to give my guys credit. They all jumped in there and made sure when they planted that the command went out. And I've got rice anywhere from going to flood to some that just come up last week. And <clears throat> anywhere that uh, we didn't get in command out is, is mainly on the, some water seeded stuff. And uh, it's all Provisia. So, you know, Provisia works wonders on big grass and, and it's doing an excellent job. Uh, do have a little bit of new path and, and the, the, pro, uh, the preface going out the last couple of weeks too. But a lot of our problems on rice were flooding. Um, I had a few fields that, that just kept getting flooded. They flooded twice, they stretched. And, you know, we was like, do we put our preface out? Do we wait? Do we need it to recover? There was just all kinds of issues. We had the control options. We just didn't, we couldn't use them right away. But in the end, our rice looks good. We're going to flood on a lot of stuff. So I've got one field. Like you said, half the field's got water standing, half of it don't. So I can't do any weed control because half the weeds are covered. Um, so it's a problem. But the majority of them, the command has done an excellent job. And I appreciate the command. But my problem this year has been corn weed control. Uh, a lot of a lot of our uh, producers don't go with a pre on corn. And, and I try to get them to and try to get them to. But uh they just wait and, and put out the, you know, the Halex and the, and the, 
atrazine, and it they come down to the wire this year. They finally had to make some ruts in some fields, and um, you know corn went from looking like like really really bad. Uh, the weeds were pulling out the you know the fertility to everything was cleaned up in a one shot and fertilizer was put out and corn finally starting to look good. But uh, we don't, we're having stand issues with uh, all of the rain on our corn. Uh, the thing that surprised me the most right now, believe it or not, has been the Milo. Milo has come up and it's growing and it looks great. And I, I just knew the Milo was going to be awful with all this rain, but I'll be darned if it ain't the best looking stuff we've got around. So better knock on wood there for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The headaches are on their way. They're flying. I know what I've tried. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Milo. It's, it's, they're like, well, we used to grow a lot of Milo, but I don't remember why we quit growing it. Well, when they cut it, then they're like, I remember why we quit growing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking for a reason to die. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm surprised it's still alive. I can't believe it. So, but, um, but yeah, every, you know, we're just behind on, you know, everything. All of our beans are going to be, you know, June, July beans. And we've got wheat that we can't cut right now, too. So we're worried about wheat quality. Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard that, too, from several places. Actually, I've heard reports out of Oklahoma, you know, that guys over there, because they've gotten so much rain, too, that they've been struggling with their wheat quality as well. So that's another topic we don't even really hit on that much. But it, definitely, I've heard that a lot, too. Um, so I would probably could go around, too, just talking about beans. You know, I know that there's still a lot not planted out there. I know we've still got trials, and we need to get in the ground, too, on that front. You know, how late do you think you guys are, you know, your, your guys would plant soybeans out there uh, versus maybe go the prevent plant route or, you know, do something different? What's, uh, what's the longest you think, especially like for you, Rick, down south when we're going to have so much rain and so much flooding, you know, what's the chances that they do get back in some of those fields to plant soybeans later here? Well, thankfully, uh, we're, we're pretty much all planted up. I have uh, oh, two growers and they're kind of on, on par for their, you know, that, that aren't planted up. And so they're kind of, all, you know, on their normal schedule just due to the tougher circumstances. But uh, yeah, we're, we don't have any lap, but we have some R2s now. Um, and we're feeding the deer very well too. They're, <laughs> they're happy to be. <laughs> it's never just one problem, is it? We've always got to have multiple problems for our fields. That's right. <laughs> How about the better you, emergencies, the more the deer are going to eat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Randy, on the soybean front? Yeah, you know, we're we're behind that. We're probably not, probably less than 50% planted up here. And, you know, we'll have guys go well into July, I think, planting beans, you know, with the price and everything. Uh, you know, we've got some R2 beans as well uh, here, but then, you know, a lot of them are still in the bag. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll still, you know, I think they'll dry up, start drying up next week. I still think we'll plant most of those beans. Kevin, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the way we are. I mean, these guys are real used to planting in June and July. It's it's not uncommon around here. Um, everybody's still watching the Arkansas River. It's still brimful, and you know that thing could get out at any time and change everybody's mind. But um, but yeah, it's nobody's nobody's really um, concerned right now with the with the soybean situation. It was more getting the rice and the corn in the ground. Um, so now they're just now thinking, where am I at on beans? So that's pretty common around here. Um, on the soybean front, I, I should mention too, since this is kind of relatively breaking news in the last day or so, we did just get word, uh, it was actually last night, that um, this Arkansas Supreme Court came down and lifted the restraining order on dicamba. 
So actually now it is legal again to, to spray dicamba over top of our extend and extend flex soybean and cotton uh, till, until June 30th. Basically what they did is they just lifted the restraining order. So it's back to this last initial rule that had just gotten passed. So, you know, glyphosate is still prohibited in the tank. It's those same buffer zones that we had talked about before, but now the cutoff date is back to June 30th and it's legal to apply dicamba again over top of our soybean and cotton. So, uh, and again, I would, I say that, that, you know, as of today, I'm staring at the, you know, the time it's June 8th at 11 20 AM. That's the case. Uh, it may change in the next five minutes. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to say that it's going to stay that way, but as of right now, recording this podcast, that's where we're at is it is legal again. Uh, and again, that June 30th would be, would be the cutoff for both soybean and cotton in the state. Um, so I did want to mention that just why, you know, why we're on kind of that topic a little bit. Um, you know, as far as moving forward, like I said, it's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of battle in this rain uh, and, and flooding conditions. A lot of it as well is going to be, you know, I, I think we're going to have to play catch up in a lot of the, a lot of the areas of the state because of this rainfall. And, you know, we actually have some temperatures now, you know, we're sitting at 80 degrees almost every day. So we're, we've got the growing conditions, we've got the moisture. So weeds are going to be ready to take off. And, you know, like Rick had mentioned earlier, well, now we got this window closed where we can't get in, we can't spray anything. And so it's just going to be an ideal situation for some of these to get out of hand. So the one thing I did want to mention too, is, is to everybody, and I'm sure you guys are telling, you know, all your farmers and everything, the same thing is just be ready that as soon as you can go, you know, get out there and hit it with the next applications, whether, you know, it's post, whether it's residuals, whether whatever it is, be ready as soon as you can go, be ready to go because we're going to need to, you know, like I said, weed size is going to quickly get out of hand. We're going to start, you know, losing our, you know, our other conditions, whether our temperatures get too high or we do lose the moisture or anything else, you know, so I, I think that's going to be a message from all of us is basically be prepared and be ready as soon as you can go, go and get that next herbicide application out to help out, uh, getting those knocked back again. Um, and there are, at least on the rice side too, you know, soybeans and everything else is a little bit different, but at least on the rice side, there are several options that we can spray into standing water, which helps, you know, clincher is one that can get sprayed into standing water beyond can be, um, or postscript, I should say beyond or postscript. Um, you know, things like gambit can be sprayed post flood and help out with a lot of our broadleaf junk. Um, or nut sedge, those kinds of things. Bassagran can be sprayed post flood to help out with flat sedge, you know, issues. So there are a lot of options, at least that can still be get, can get sprayed into standing water. The big thing comes back to making sure we can get coverage, making sure that those weeds are emerged and we can get some of that herbicide actually on a leaf surface and not just get washed off by that water. So I did want to hit on that a little bit too. Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, I'm kind of just figured we could wrap it up here a little bit. Is there any, uh, you know, any concluding comments or any kind of recommendations that each of you are seeing moving forward, you know, for your growers, especially for this year? Um, again, I'll just kind of go around Rick, you know, is there anything last minute that you wanted to mention, or like I said, your, your number one recommendation kind of going forward, anything there, what, uh, what you're thinking? Yeah, no, uh, like as far as beans go, you know, pretty much going to set up for the first over over the top shot. Um, you know, on the roundups, it's going to be prefixed just because we don't have a lot of, you know, the metribuse and or boundary or just whatever outlook verdict. Um, it's all working good, but it never gets every morning glory out there. So we're spraying for a low number of good sized morning glories now. Um, 
that's always that's always the biggest fight to me, you know. But uh, and I know we chatted a little bit about that morning glory. What what's been working best for you down there to really knock those out, especially uh, from the post perspective, like you said. Yeah. Um. But well, you know, well, pre-zigil and scepter, we still use a lot of it. Um. But really, everything lets a few morning glories get by, and so then we just run. Uh, I just use the whole shot of, of flex starting to run my prefix and uh, especially time it in front of a rain, you know, and um, then hopefully, usually we can get by with just a roundup shot, clean it up, maybe a residual with it, but uh, I'm not scared of blazer, but you, you know, it's nice to not burn the beans. So uh, I'm excited about the dicamba and have a couple of guys that, that, use it and they're in the right locations where they can. Um, that's always nice not seeing, you know, seeing sick weeds and not sick beans, burnt beans. Um, so we'll be doing doing a little bit of that. And the Liberty, all that, the, the shortage has not shown up for us really, but uh, some of the Liberty guys don't like to use the pre-emerges and this was the year where they all did. And thankfully it rained a lot where they could see the results of how doing things the right way, you know, the, the safe way. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's awesome to hear. And, and I, that's a great point too. And I, we hadn't mentioned that yet, but the shortages too have just been, you know, headaches after headaches, you know, for different people. And it, what's crazy is, is exactly like you mentioned, you know, you haven't seen the shortage, but I know we get calls in other areas of the state where it is, you know, they can't get their hands on the glufosinate. And, you know, then there's, we've heard there's, you know, roundup shortages out there, especially with power maxes. And then, you know, on the right side, I've heard Bolero has been short and things like that. So it's been tough kind of across the board on who's got what and where they can get it from and things like that. So that has been an extra challenge too. In 2021, I mean, it's just, 21, 2021 just kind of took the handoff from 2020 and has just kept rolling on with it. So it's, it's been crazy, but uh, that's been, that's, that was a good point too. That's been a challenge for, for some other guys as well. Um, Randy, any, you know, concluding thoughts, recommendations moving forward from your end up there in, in Northeast Arkansas? Oh, Randy may have froze. We may have lost him there for a little bit. Uh, Kevin, you want to take over at, you know, for the river Valley there, anything, uh, final thoughts, recommendations, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, a lot of our beans are going to be in this beans, and we're learning a lot about the enlist system. Uh, you know, last year, a lot of our guys went in that hot, hot enlist Liberty, enlist Liberty roundup shot early and really burnt the heck out of some small beans. And so, I've, you know, we've really been trying to do a lot of education with my guys on, on let's go enlist roundup first, just be gentle, and then come back. But because we're going to be all post, these guys don't use a lot of pre's, which I've got a pre-emerged demo out that's shining right now with all this rain. I mean, it looks great because um, <clears throat> the field is just haired over and these are these plots are clean as a whistle right now. It's early, small beans. But, uh, but you know, we don't use a lot of pre's and they want to come in there with something really hot early to, to kill stuff when they really don't have to. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to switch guys to let's go and let's round up first, come back and let's Liberty later if we need it. And, uh, and hopefully we'll have a better crop of beans this year. 
Awesome. Well, uh, it looks like we kind of lost Randy, so I feel bad about that, but uh, I'll give him a call afterwards and tell him thank you. But thank you both to, to you, Rick, and, and you, Kevin, for joining me today for the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, just kind of getting you know, multiple perspectives from across the state on what's been working and what problems we got and all that kind of stuff. It's been, uh, it's been really great, so I appreciate that. Um, as far as uh, next week, you know, again, please join us for the Weeds Are Wild podcast. Uh, Dr. Jason Norsworthy will be the host next week uh, and, and cover a new and different topic. Um, as always, thank you for listening. If you ever have any questions, please don't hesitate to, uh, to get a hold of one of us weed scientists or uh, any of our other guests as well. You know, uh, Rick or, or Randy or Kevin would also welcome any questions as well in their different areas. So please feel free to get a hold of any of us. Uh, and so with that, uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.edu.